let's go back to the top story uh, that was making headlines not only just around the African continent, uh, but worldwide because it was happening all the way in France. And it had to do with the top official uh, by the name of Ahmed Ahmed, the CAF president. And he was, as we all know yesterday, uh, he was in custody. Now, the president has been released without charges at this stage, is what we are told. Uh, the prosecutor, Javier Drabio, uh, from the French city of Marseille, saying that Ahmed was questioned as part of a probe into corruption, breach of trust, as well as forgery. I've got no idea what all of that is all about, uh, but we do have a man that is BBC's uh, world football reporter, Osasu Obiawana, joining me uh, to shed some light on the latest developments. Osasu, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to MSW. Hello, Robert, from Asaba, Nigeria, where the Super Eagles are preparing for the African Cup of Nations and playing in a friendly against Zimbabwe tomorrow before both teams fly from Asaba to Egypt for the tournament. How is that friendly panning out? Um, well, um, Zimbabwe arrived in Asaba today. Um, they're going for their first training session uh, in about an hour, just under an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to have a feel of the pitch and just one field because the game is tomorrow, of course. Uh, the Super Eagles have been here since Sunday. Uh, by the end of tomorrow's match, uh, Coach Gernot Raw will be dropping two players. He has, he's taking 23 to Egypt. He has 25 here. So virtually everyone is going except two players. And he has to tell those two players after the game tomorrow that he's dropping them. And as he told me, that's probably going to be one of the toughest decisions he will be making because, you know, it's not easy to tell two people they're not going to a tournament when the other 23 are. Because I know you're an astute pundit and a journalist and a scholar of the game, Osasu. Who do you think those two players will be? I really don't have an idea, to be frank, but... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Kelechi Ihanacho will be going for this tournament. I don't know because he hasn't had a great season in England. Uh, yes, the team needs a left-footed player, but they have Samuel Chukweze from Villarreal going to this tournament. I'm certain he's going to go because Chukweze had a brilliant season in Spain. Uh, for those who watch La Liga, they will remember he tormented Barcelona. Real Madrid in their games this season. He's an outstanding talent, and I think he could be one of the revelations of this Nations Cup. The nation's expectations, very quickly, Osasu, when it comes to the Africa Cup of Nations, would be what? For Nigeria, the, the, the expectations that Nigerians have for the Nations Cup are the same expectations that the Brazilians, the Germans have for the World Cup. Do I need to say more? No, we, we can leave that debate, that argument right there. Uh, because, I mean, you're absolutely right. In the actual, uh, you know, I was following reports earlier in the week uh, with uh, Gerard Rowe saying that he lacked a, a lot of confidence. So uh, you could be on the money as far as your prediction is concerned there. But let's quickly move back to the man that heads up African football. And that is Ahmed Ahmed. We were all left in awe and shock yesterday. Maybe not so many people were shocked, uh, but it was just the fact that it was happening uh, that might have shocked.
shocked a lot of people, but he has been released. Uh, give us some of the detail, Osasu, around this release and what it means. Well, um, I know as much as everybody else, he, he was invited by the French uh, financial police that were dealing with um, corruption. Uh, he was questioned. He was taken in from his, the Berry Hotel in Paris at about 8.30 in the morning Paris time. Uh, he was there for over 12 hours. He was released yesterday night. Uh, the prosecutor made an announcement today that uh, he has not been charged. Um, but they didn't say that the investigation is over. They just said he hasn't been charged. Um, right now, we haven't had any official statement from the arresting authorities, and neither has Mr. Ahmad spoken about the experience. But what has been said by those who have been around him is that he's free to travel out of France, that he has his passport and that he will be going to Bamako, Mali tomorrow to mediate in the problems of the Malian Football Federation. So that is what we know right now. He will be trying to deliberate over problems in Mali. He was at the center of trying to deliberate in the Champions League game that is now having to be replayed. How much diplomacy and how much ability does this man have to mediate on anything? Well, it's a good question. I mean, if you want to stick to the Champions League affair, you know, Robert, my, my views on this are views that I have made known even directly to the president of CAF and several members of the executive committee. Fortunately, because you know, I've been in this job for quite a while, I have the means to, to communicate my views to them. And I told many of them before this decision was taken on, on uh, Wednesday, that it is important for CAF to respect the rules of the game, not to, to tamper with what is obvious, and, you know, to, to, to live up to their responsibilities. I mean, this game was seen by people all over Africa and around the world. We know what happened. The match didn't, wasn't played behind closed doors. You saw it. I saw it. You had a situation where a team abandoned the game, okay? And mm. the rules are clear. If you abandon a game, you lose the game. It's as simple as that. Whether the referee made the right call or the wrong call with regards to an offside, that is totally irrelevant. Did Papagasama make a mistake by not giving the ball? Absolutely, yes, it was a mistake. But if you look at what happened during the game in, in Tunis, there were a lot of mitigating factors that led to the wrong call. The stadium was full of smoke because of all the pyrotechnics and, and you know, the stuff that the fans use. Visibility is very poor. And as a result of that, it's possible that the assistant referee didn't see the ball clearly. And as you know, if the referee doesn't have a clear line of sight of the ball, he has no right to overrule his assistant. So Papa Gassama was relying on the assistant's judgment for the call. And since the assistant referee told him that the ball was offside, he had no choice but to go with what the assistant referee said. Perhaps if Papa Gassama had seen the ball himself and could take a confident decision 
you know, that it was otherwise, then he could have overruled the assistant referee. So that's that as far as that issue is concerned. But for Widad to abandon the game, for the president of a club, uh, Saeed Nasseri, to go as far as insulting people, uh, you know, you know, these are important personalities that attended the game in Radis. And this was done in the presence of the Prime Minister of Tunisia. No, these, these type of acts, these acts of brigandage by a club president and a club cannot be tolerated. And, you know, this decision that was taken by CAF, it, it is not acceptable to me. It is not acceptable to anyone who knows the rules of the game. I mean, absolutely. Um, I think I fully agree. It's, it's, it's a crazy situation and where you've got to overrule a referee's decision, where you've got VAR that is no longer working and which might not work for many a game on the continent. Unfortunately, we've all seen sabotage uh, where floodlights uh, would be switched off no, in order let, to let, gain sorry, favor. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Robert. No let, problem. Let's talk about the VAR. Let's talk about the VAR. Okay. Now, uh, the VAR is managed by a company called Hawkeye. I mean, you watch Wimbledon and you know, you know, Hawkeye, the famous yep. Hawkeye at Wimbledon. They're in charge of VAR. They're in charge of VAR for FIFA. They're in charge of VAR for CAP. They're in charge of VAR for UEFA. They're in charge of VAR. They have the contract with several confederations, okay? Now, you know that we played our Champions League final on a Friday and the UEFA Champions League final was played the next day, okay? Right. There were no problems with VAR in Madrid when Liverpool and Tottenham were playing. So why were there problems from Hawkeye for the African Champions League final? I don't know if you've read the letter that Hawkeye wrote to Cap apologizing for the royal cock-up of the deployment of the equipment, which came extremely late. So... You know, I'm, I'm not, I've never been one to shy away from speaking my mind about CAF and those who are responsible for governance in CAF. Yes, mm. they have many things that they need to that they need to do properly. But you know, Hawkeye have really messed up here. And you know, if I were in CAF shoes, I would seriously consider whether I would want to continue working with them with regards to VAR. But there's the problem. I mean, we have a Nations Cup in two weeks. There is no way you can change your VAR provider at this point. So they, they have to go along with it. But Do we need VAR, though? Do we need VAR, Sasu, very uh, quickly? I've got 40 seconds. Yes, we do. I think for a tournament of the stature of the African Cup of Nations, we do. And in any case, for, for the Nations Cup in Egypt, VAR starts from the quarterfinals only, so it doesn't start from the beginning of the tournament. So you're just going to have it in about eight days. That's that's what I find problematic. But we'll have this, you know what, we're going to have this conversation. I'm going to invite you onto the show when Jerome Damon comes on to the show, um, when he comes back from AFCON duty. I will invite you. Osasu, I'm flat out of time. Thank you so much for indulging us. Good luck for AFCON. We'll keep in touch. Trust me, you'll be watching Super Eagles. I'll be hoping Bafana Bafana do better than most.